in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to an NBA Wednesday. Man, we got game five tonight. And welcome, guys, to Swoop Radio. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. Again, the weekly podcast, weekly sports podcast. I'm going to start making Wednesdays the day where I do a live stream. I am currently, I do work four days a week, so it's been an adjustment, and I'm also still recovering from a quick move. But welcome everybody to Swoop Radio. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, and we have another all basketball. These next couple of podcasts, pretty much the whole month of June, is going to be all basketball talk. And man, we got a big game five tonight between the Sixers and the Wizards. Even though Sixers star Joel Embiid and it's crazy. It's crazy how how the time works. I literally just woke up from a little power nap, and I and I wake up to hear that Joel Embiid has a small meniscus tear. It's and he's listed as day to day. This is probably the first time I've ever heard the words meniscus tear and day to day. But I will say that since it is a small tear, it shouldn't be the end of the world when it comes to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and their star Joel Embiid missing any more significant time. That being said, though, the Sixers, they need to take care of business tonight and get this dub. And I'm expecting, I'm honestly, I'm expecting a blowout, even without Joel Embiid. You guys got to remember, this is the first game that the Wells Fargo Center is going to be at full 100% capacity. And when I tell you the fans are going to go crazy, it's going to be crazy. The crowd is going to be electric. And the Wizards struggle on the defensive end. And with that crowd noise, we all know what happens. Miscommunications happen. And to make matters worse, I know Bertans had a very terrible game too where he had zero points, zero everything, and really struggled in game two. Bertans is a huge shooter for the Wizards. You guys got to understand, the Sixers, we play defense on that man because we have to. You cannot leave him any space, and he is out for the remainder of the series. So, so and, and he's pretty much Washington's best shooter uh, other than Bradley Beal and others. So, I mean, losing him is going to be hard for the Wizards to overcome that. That being said, though, Expect Ben Simmons to come out and come out aggressive tonight. He was in foul trouble a lot in game four, which definitely affected his aggression throughout the game. You really couldn't get a feel for the game. And we and we all know how that is. You got to take this journey day by day, game by game. And game four was just not it for the Sixers. So for today's topics, 
I, I know I've already started about it's going to be all Sixers basketball. So I wanted to talk about Ben Simmons and we need to really just calm down and relax. R-E-L-A-X. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, I'm also going to talk about Tyrese Maxey and does he deserve more playoff minutes and what is going on with Shake Milton. And then we will conclude this podcast by talking about around the league. I know the Lakers-Suns game five, the Lakers lost by 30 points to the Suns in a very pivotal game five. Game six will be tomorrow. So we'll talk about that series. We will talk about Damian Lillard just being unconscious. So there's a lot in store for you guys today. It's an all-basketball podcast, and I'm probably going to break it up into two into two topics. I'll probably do all sixers for our first topic because that's going to be a very long topic. And then I will conclude with around the league after the break. So, again, just like always, you guys... Thank you guys for tuning in and listening, whether that's live on twitch.tv at swoop radio, not swoop radio at swoop underscore RD underscore or on the web after the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It's very appreciated. And again, I'm probably going to start doing paid subscriptions because I do need a little bit of the extra cash to pay for podcasting equipment. And also paying for ads for the podcast. So stay tuned for that. It might just be like $2.99 a month. Nothing crazy. It's just 3 bucks, And just listen to my content. It would be much appreciated. And I really do mean that. So without further ado. I know I introduced the topic with the Sixers. End game 5. The Sixers are up 3-1. Game 5's at home. Game four literally was an anomaly when it came to one of the weirdest games I've ever seen as a sports analysis. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. The Wizards shot 44 free throws. The Sixers only shot 34 free throws, and that was with Hackaben. Joel Embiid goes down. Game four was just mad weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It was it was mad weird. It was it was from start to finish. It was one of those games where Tobias Harris got blocked like six times by six foot one guards. There was a lot of fouls that should have been called that weren't called. Or and like I remember one of the one of the Tobias Harris's charges. They called a they called a charge on 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 Tobias Harris when Dwayne Gafford wasn't even set. He literally just ran into him. It was just one of those weird games, game four. So don't expect that tonight. Sixers are going to get the whistle more. They are at home. And expect, a, honestly, expect a, it's probably going to be a little bit closer than what it be, than it, than it wouldn't have been without Joel, with Joel Embiid versus without Joel Embiid. But even though, I even said though, I think the Sixers, this game's over by the third quarter. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris are both going to come out, and they're going to come out swinging. I will say, which concerns me a little bit, is Dwight Howard's foul trouble. I know it's to the point now where it's like Dwight Howard breathes and someone gets called for a foul. So Dwight Howard's reputation has definitely hurt him in some cases. But, sorry guys, I was trying to yawn. 
But I mean, it should it shouldn't matter in this game. The Wizards they have no defense. You you just have to dictate the pace of the game, and everything will be okay in this game five. And the six that's why the Sixers are a six and a half point favorite, and that is without Joel Embiid. It probably will, it probably will get a little bit smaller, probably to about like five, five and a half, maybe even four and a half. But that being said, though. Take the Sixers this game. First game at the Wells Fargo Center at a, at full 100% capacity. I, I'm sorry, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, but it's going to be one of those nights for you guys. It it, it, it's, it is. I mean, you can't sit up here and tell me they have none of them have had a foul trouble night. I definitely think one of them gets into foul trouble tonight, and that's a wrap for this game. Already not having Bertons. People make fun of Bertons, what you want on defense. And all that. But Bertans is a lethal shooter. And he had the best first half of his career in game four. Again, it was just a very weird game. Like, Robin Lopez had 17 points. Like, get out of here. He's not going to give you that again. So, Sixers, keys to victory. Limiting the transition offense. I know it's easier said than done with the Wizards. Russell Westbrook is a beast. Bradley Beal can get up and down the court. But the Sixers are going to have to stop that. And you can stop that with Ben Simmons attacking downhill and scoring twos instead of just chucking up jump shots where the Wizards can get quick rebounds and push that way. So expect, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, expect a 20-10-10 night from Ben Simmons. I, I, I predict that's what's going to happen in this game. Very similar to game two. Ben Simmons going to come out, be aggressive, set the tone early, and then free up the shooters, Seth Curry, Daddy Green, Cork Maz, and others. So expect that to happen. Mike Scott should not touch a basketball floor, or if he does, he needs to have preparation. Mike Scott, man, I, I loved him two years ago. But he really stinks. I'm I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, how do you play 17 minutes and not do anything? That's what happened in game four. So hopefully, with the day off, with preparation and adjustments by coach Doc Rivers, expect the Sixers to come out swinging and come out and close this series. And then with Embiid and his meniscus tear, this is day to day. Like it, it's concerning, and if and I'm gonna play my ESPN alerts that way you guys know. This just in breaking news. I know I talked about it already, but Joel Embiid has a very small meniscus tear in his day to day. I've never again. I've never heard of the words meniscus tear and day to day. Just, just never heard of it. I. Am very I don't know how to feel when I when I hear this news. I don't know if I should feel relieved that it's day to day, but also concerned at the same time because we all know meniscus, there's three ligaments in that knee that equals no bueno. Meniscus, MCL, and ACL. If any athlete suffers that, it's gonna be at least a couple months of recovery time. So what's going to happen with this small meniscus tear, and B's going to have to do a lot of stretching. He's going to have to do a lot of ice, and he's going to have to do a lot of rest. 
because what this is is it's a it's a ligament that's in the knee and it affects like the fluid of the knee and also like lateral movement so what can what could happen is this small tear turns into a bigger tear and we don't want that so Embiid is probably going to he's not going to be 100% <sighs> Sorry, guys, I did just wake up from my midday nap. But Embiid is not going to be 100% during these whole playoffs anymore. There's going to be nights where the swelling is going to be too much. There is. So the question is going to be whether or not can Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and others step up, and this is a great test tonight, on nights where Joel Embiid is not going to have it. You're going to need more from Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to have to play a lot like game two from here on out. He's going to have to go downhill and attack more. Embiid is probably, he'll still dominate in the paint and still get his. But all those step backs and stuff, he's going to have to be careful with. Because a meniscus tear is a meniscus tear. And hopefully the Sixers can get the job done, win tonight. And then rest and bead for the next three, four, maybe even five days. Because with this tear, I mean, it's probably just like a one to two week recovery time when it comes to resting. If he rests properly, he takes the right treatment doses of like, I know you have to take like a steroid for it. If he takes, if he has the right treatment, takes his time, does not rush the things. It should be like a two week, two to three week Injury, it, it, it does seem like a small tear, so I'd probably even say like one to two week. So maybe the first couple games against the Hawks, he he can still go, but it's he's going to have to be limited. But, I mean, Ben Simmons has the matchup anyway. It's him on Trey Young, but I know they'll probably put Herter or whatever. Who You know, the Sixers will do a lot of switching and, and isolate Trey Young and just go at him all night. So hopefully the Sixers can dominate early in that series. And me speaking about the next series definitely is dictating how I feel about tonight's game. Sixers, there's no way the Wizards are winning this game. I'm sorry, guys. The fact that Hawu Neto now has to start because we all know that now that Bertans is out, Scott Brooks is going to go to a three-guard lineup, and we already know what that means. Simmons and Harris should isolate, get off of Roy Hachimura. I will say, though, for the Wizards, Rory Hachimura has been pretty damn good this series, and he's looking like a good compliment young player. He had a big time three in game four. His defense, I mean, the Wizards, they don't play any defense whatsoever. But if there's one guy that does play defense, it is Hachimura. And I, I like him as a player. He's a very good role player. Now, the Wizards, their problems start with coaching staff needs to be changed. And they need a defensive identity. You can't win championships when your defense is that bad. And I mean that. Do, we have to, do I have to pull up the tape of games two and three to show you guys how bad the Wizards' defense is? And I, I'm expecting a similar result in game five tonight. Seven o'clock tip-off. I'm just... You gotta win. You gotta... The championship teams play at least top three defense in the league. It's been shown. The Lakers last year, I know it was the bubble, had a number one defense. 
The Suns this year play great team defense. The Sixers play great team defense. All championship teams, even Kobe's Lakers, played great defense. Boston Celtics with the big three. KG, great defense. That's like, again, defense is the side of the ball where a lot of people don't really talk about the impact of it. And it's huge. You need to have defensive stoppers. You need to have guys that can play physical. Guys that can dominate. And that's that's what the Sixers have. And they have multiple guys. Matisse Stiebel, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. George Hill's a good, solid defender. Good night. So, I mean, this all, all those guys. Oh, so sorry, guys. All of those guys are going to have to step up and they're going to have to show up in order for the Sixers to win and win big tonight. So, my score prediction for tonight is I'm thinking thinking Hmm. I'm probably going to go Sixers win they're not going to score as much without Joel Embiid but I think the Sixers win 118 to 100 I think the, the Sixers come out and they lock down the Wizards defensively and they really give I mean, Russell Westbrook's not had an efficient night shooting all series. I expect that to continue. But I also think Bradley Beal, he's starting to get banged up. The first three games, he was really cooking. In the past two, he's just been, in the first two games, he was really cooking. The past two games, he's he's just been inefficient. He's still averaging 30 for the year. But it took him 28 shots in game three. And it took him over 25 shots to get like 26 or 28 points in game five and game four. So Bradley Beal is really starting to slow down a little bit, I, I believe. And in order for the Wizards to win, they're both going to have to play perfect. But do I see that happening tonight? No, I expect a Sixers beat down and the Sixers domination. Again, I have the Sixers winning by 18 points. I think this game's over by the third quarter. And I am looking forward to the Sixers in the second round. I I honestly, I do believe though, and I will talk about this more later. I do believe the Knicks might force a game six just because it's at the Garden. You're not going to lose at the Garden. But it's looking like the Sixers are going to play the Hawks in the second round. And honestly, the Sixers are probably going to need Embiid at times against the Hawks because Trey Young can pose a big threat. But, I mean, the Sixers have home court advantage. They have Ben Simmons. They have Tobias Harris. Even though Ben Simmons is not a scorer, he still provides so many matchup nightmares on the offensive end. Because, again, you can just match. You can post him up against any guard. And you know he's going to... He has the advantage because he's taller. So, in that regard... The Sixers will be good in that series as well, and even tonight as well. Expect Ben Simmons to get a lot of post-ups. Expect Tobias Harris to have a way better game than he had in Game 4. He's not going to get blocked. He's not going to get those dumb, stupid charge calls on him when, when Dwayne Gafford's not even set. He literally runs right at him full speed. Like, come on, man. That's a blocking foul. It's, it's, it's clear as day. It's a blocking foul. I, I don't get it. 
So hopefully the officiating will be the, the officiating should be a lot better. Sixers fans will ride that crowd. And I really want to get into the second unit and talk about this second unit. And then we'll con- we'll conclude this first topic with the Sixers. Right now, I'm honestly, I might even think about starting Tyrese Maxey in tonight's game just because of the energy and the way how he's just not scared of the moment. Tyrese Maxey is ready, guys. And it sucks because I was a Shake Milton guy in the beginning of the year. I predicted him to be in the top running for six man of the year. And through two thirds of the season, he was. He was a top three candidate, most likely like three, maybe even four. T- definitely top five candidate in in the NBA. But this past third of the season and in this playoffs, he has no rhythm. He can he can't buy a shot. He just looks uncomfortable. He's not playing free. And he's complaining every time he drives. So if Shake Milton continues to play like this, Tyrese Maxey keep taking his minutes. Because Tyrese Maxey, he can go downhill. He can get you a couple buckets. He's not scared of the moment. That block on Russell Westbrook in game four was huge. And, and once his body is NBA ready, he is going to be great off the bench, maybe even the great starter, maybe even the Markel Fultz level starter that we needed, what Markel Fultz was supposed to be. And that would be great in like a year or two. So it's the future. Even just talking about the Sixers team, the future is so bright with the Sixers team. Matisse Steibel is already a defensive player of the year candidate. And he only plays 20 minutes a night. Once he develops a quick, just three-point shot, he will be the best 3 and D player in NBA history. <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll possibly have that in your starting lineup, a Tyrese Maxey in your starting lineup, a slashing combo guard that can hit the shot and also attack down, down rim, down, downhill. That's, that's going to be crazy to think about down the line. You'll have him, Simmons, Embiid. Now, now Embiid will be, will be older. So I know he won't be as good, but then that's when you have Ben Simmons in his prime. So I, the future is so bright for the Sixers team, and they have a lot of pieces to build on. And if uh, and if worst case scenario and B gets hurt, has a big injury, you're all you need is just at your trade away from still being a legit Finals contender. So. The future is bright for the Sixers. They're big. They're long. They play great defense. And expect a Game 5 beatdown tonight. It's, again, 7 o'clock tip-off. It's on NBA TV. The Knicks and Hawks, they're taking the spotlight for NBA Wednesday. I believe they're on ESPN. And then also, there's a lot of games. The Jazz and Grizzlies, they look to close it out. The Utah Jazz do. It just, you know, it just seems right. The Nets closed out. The Bucks closed out. Now it's time for the Sixers to close out and then possibly the Hawks. And then we'll have all round two matchups ready, set in stone. And they probably will start this weekend, probably, probably Sunday. The NBA loves to start series on a Sunday. I believe either Saturday or Sunday it's going to start. So Sixers win tonight. Then you give Embiid. Thursday and Friday, two more days to rest. So he hurt his meniscus. The Sixers played Monday, yes. So Tuesday, he had Tuesday recover. When today, Wednesday, that's two days. Thursday, three days. Friday, four. 
Saturday, possibly five. So Embiid will have pretty much close to a week's worth of time to heal. And just like I said, guys, that small meniscus tear is probably going to be a one to two week thing. So this concludes Swoop Radio's first topic. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Again, before I conclude this topic, tune in. Every Wednesday now, I'm going to change it on my website. Every Wednesday, if you want to listen live, around 2.30 to around 3-ish. And then also, if you missed the podcast, uh, tune in also my audio version on Spotify, Apple Podcast. I go live on Twitch. I, I'm, I'm trying to get to 50 followers. I'm at 32. And it's just been a consistent grind when it comes to that. But then also my audio form is going to probably be out tonight because I want to put this out before game before game five. So the audio version should be posted around like 3.34 o'clock-ish. And I'm also going to transition. Instead of being all my podcasts being free, what I'm going to do is my live streams are going to be the free part of my podcast, but my audio version, it's probably going to cost around like $199, $299 a month. And that's only because, again, I need to find a way to pay for my equipment and also pay for my ads so I can post social media promos on social media and that way I can get the word out. So I'm just giving you guys a little bit of, of a notice then. The podcast should probably, and also my live streams will be free though on Twitch. They, they will always be free. And then also my live, because I'm going to live stream. If the Sixers lose tonight, I'm live streaming game six this weekend so just letting you guys know but stick around guys we're gonna take a quick very quick five minute break here you guys listen to swoop radio with josh sanchez i'm gonna find a song to play on spotify while this happens so stick around and we will be right back But I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to talk about the rest of the league. I'm ready to talk about playoff basketball, and I'm ready to give you guys my live stream schedule because starting, I'm I'm trying to decide either this week or next week because I think round two would be the perfect time to start doing live streams. I might even add. It all depends on how much time I have because I do I do I'm working forty hours now, man. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's been a lot. But I got to figure out my live stream schedule for you guys. So that way you guys have a set idea on what I'm doing. So from here on out, before I get into around the league talk, Wednesdays at 2.30, I'm going to post the schedule up on my website. And I can pull that up for you guys real quick if you guys need to see that. But it's Swoop Radio, search Swoop Radio WordPress and it pops right up. So I'm going to do live streams for my podcast every Wednesday at 2.30. That's going to be a great time. Live streams. I'm going to go by feel. So I work Sunday to Wednesday. So that's the only thing that sucks with these, with these live streams is that Sunday through Wednesday, unless I take some of my personal time working at Amazon, I won't be able to live stream the full game. 
So games live stream is going to be from Thursday to Saturday. It's going to be play by ear. Some weeks going to be by it's going to be on Thursday. Some weeks is going to be Friday. Some weeks is going to be Saturday. So just letting you guys know in that regard. So that's going to be my live streams for the rest of the playoffs. I might even do some weeks. I might even do two because of how great it is. We might even do a series worth of live streams. I'll I'll let you guys know, and, and that'll be played by ear. So we're going to have some fun. This month of June, we're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot more live streams. I know May was definitely a month where I had to move. Adjustments, a lot of adjustments. We all know in life, adjustments happen. So, just like usual though, tune in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Search Whoop Radio, pop, I'll pop right up, literally all over the web. So, and it's been a lot of lot of work when it came to that. But anyway, back to the main task at hand. We're gonna conclude this week's podcast, weekly podcast, Whoop Radio, with around the league because we need to talk about the Nets Celtics. Takeaways from each series, honestly, what I've seen and how I feel about the Sixers chances going forward. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not really concerned. I am a little bit worried with Embiid's knee now. Is he going to be a hundred percent when we need him to be? And I honestly believe he will, because the Sixers got a huge break when it came to scheduling this year. Uh But I will say, though, the best team, the team that looks the best out of the Eastern Conference teams, I would probably say right now the Milwaukee Bucks look like the best team right now. But we all know that when it comes to crunch time, can Giannis's lack of shooting, what, or his lack of good, efficient shooting, sorry guys, can that propel them against the Brooklyn Nets? Because that's going to be the series that I'm tuning in. I will live stream Sixers, Hawks. I will. I'll probably do a live stream. But my main live streams are going to be Bucks and Nets. This is a, this, this could have been the Eastern Conference Finals, but the Sixers took care of their business in the regular season like they should and like every other dominant team should. And I apologize, guys. I know I just froze on my Twitch cam. So just be patient and bear with me there. But I I, I will say with full 100% confidence, and, and I'm back on. Sorry, guys. I was just making sure I'm like, my Twitch is it. Am I good? Am I good? But the Bucks, they definitely look like the best team. Sweeping the heat was definitely... That definitely caught me off guard. I thought that series would have went six or seven, and game one literally went into overtime. So I was like, okay, like I, I, I'm okay. I see that, but the Heat really disappointed me. They were not a good team. Tyler Hero took steps back. Jimmy Butler only shot twenty five percent throughout the series. You can't win basketball that way. And we, and then when the Heat, when they blew us out, like the, I knew the Heat were going to win. The fact that Jimmy Butler hit four or four from deep, and that man only is barely hit any threes throughout the whole year. That's how you know it wasn't our night in April. But the Heat really disappointed me. But the Bucks really did a good job in terms of shutting down their shutting down Jimmy Butler and Drew Holiday stabilizes. The Milwaukee Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks' team. Last year it was Giannis, 
do this Giannis, do that Giannis, do that. And when your star's doing too much, your teammates don't get better. They just stand in the corner. Chris, There's more pressure on Chris Middleton. This year, because of Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton can just focus on scoring. He doesn't have to play make. Drew Holiday also is a really good defender. That being said, though, Sixers in six against the Bucs. And I can say that proud with my chest. As great as they have been, and I know they beat the Sixers all three times, the Sixers were not even fully healthy in all three of those games. And Bede and Simmons did not even play in the third game. The second game was a close one. The Sixers cut it to six. But literally, the Bucks hit like 22 threes, no Ben Simmons. Chris Middleton does not do anything when Ben Simmons is in the game. Because Ben Simmons is on him. So I'm... Man, and then even that famous matchup where Giannis sat on the court. The Sixers didn't even have, it in, have him bead. And we held the Bucks to 36 points, I believe, or 40 points in the first half. The Sixers, I'm telling you, that defense intensity is going to matter in the Eastern Conference Finals if we take on the Bucks or the Nets. But I, I like our chances. The Nets definitely are flawed. They have three superstars, and they can put up 130 a night. That's the negative. But if one of those stars has an off night, the, the D, like Jason Tatum scored 50 on him. He scored 40 on him and scored 30. Now, I do know Jason Tatum is one of the best ISO scores, young ISO scores in this game. The league is gonna, the league is in such great hands. Oh my goodness, I can talk about that for an hour straight on how great the league is, but we're not gonna get there. We're not gonna get to that point. But Jason Tatum put up fifty. So what that shows me is a star. If you have a dominant star, which the Sixers have in Embiid, Embiid is going to average thirty plus. Especially if the Sixers dominate the Hawks and Embiid gets enough rest and that tear heals by the Eastern Conference Finals, that's best case scenario. It's, oh my goodness, just, it's opened the floodgates. Embiid is just going to just kill DeAndre Jordan, whoever is down there. And Jason Tatum got the Celtics a game and the Sixers are a way better team than the Celtics are. The Sixers actually play defense and have great role players. The Celtics, I mean, Marcus Smart is a good role player, but they don't play together as a team. The Sixers do. So that series is definitely a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. No, those three guys, all great. All great in their own in their own way. But I, But am I scared of them? No, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of any team because you shouldn't be. And for those who are scared of the Sixers losing to the Nets or the Sixers losing to the Bucks, stop being scared. It's freaking basketball, man. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Take it day by day, game by game. And that's why I think this Joel Embiid injury happened because a lot of Sixers fans that I've talked to are so focused on the Eastern Conference Finals when you need to just take it day by day. Game five, Wizards, focus on that. Me running a podcast, I'm going to talk about all these things because it's good It's good debates to have. But, to, but back to the original point, the Bucks look like the best team right now, but losing Dante DiVincenzo and 
I've seen this man play in high school. I, he went to Sally's. I went to Concord, Delaware. I know Delaware, we don't get a lot of talk about. We don't get a lot of respect. But that man can play. He dropped 30 on my Concord Raiders like it was nothing. I was like, goodness, man, this guy's a bucket. So losing him, he's a really good defender. And he can hit a couple three-point shots a game. The Bucks are going to miss that, especially in this series when they take on the Nets. You can get away with it with the Heat. The Heat kind of, they give it, they gave up after game one. It was like, all right, like, we went to the finals last year. Let's let's chill. I was so disappointed in them. Really disappointed. Heat culture, like, really, like, you lose like that. Oh, my goodness. Just terrible. But the Bucks, they do look like the best team right now. Sweeping the Heat. The, the Nets, they definitely are flawed on the defensive side of the basketball court. And you can you can expose that at least. You can win at least three three games on that alone. So we'll see in that regard. But the East, I honestly think whoever comes out of the East this year is winning the title. This year, it, seem, it seems like an Eastern Conference team is going to win. That's no disrespect to the Western Conference but I am more sold on the Eastern Conference teams this year. The Nets, I don't think anyone in the Sun, not Suns, anyone in the Western Conference can pose a threat to the Nets. And I also, be, I, and I also believe that, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, same thing with the Bucks too. With Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and, and Giannis, I don't see any team in the West that can compete with that. And the same with the Sixers as well. But the only thing with the Sixers is you can hurt their offensive game, but their defense, that's where the Sixers are going to win. The Sixers are very similar, I will say. The Lakers have, the Lakers have honestly, they have the two best stars, LeBron and Anthony Davis. But this LeBron and AD are way better than, well, Embiid and, and Davis, you can make a case for both of them. But LeBron is light years away ahead of Ben Simmons. I'm not comparing them in terms of anything. But in terms of like playing style, I believe the Sixers are like the Lakers in the Eastern Conference. Where they're gonna where they where they, they win their games through defense. They're not gonna win those they're not gonna win their games by outscoring people. The Lakers won a championship by playing defense first basketball. And that's what the Sixers are going to have to do against all these teams. That's what I'm trying to say in comparison. The Sixers, their identity is through defense, not offense. The Lakers, defense. You think of defense first, and then the offense because of LeBron and AD. So, back to the other, back to the series around the league. So, Nets, Bucks. I'm excited. I know game one is this weekend. I love I love the NBA scheduling when it comes to that. Let the players rest. Let them get ready. I'm probably going to bet every game in this series, honestly. I'm going to bet Kevin Durant and Giannis all day because they have they, Giannis matches up great. This is an easy 30 points a night for Giannis. Easily. So I'm excited. I really am. I'm, I'm going to hopefully make some money. Giannis cost me $500 last week. All he needed was 25 points. He had 20 points. It was game four. I called everyone else out perfectly. So let's hope we get some money in that regard. But anyway, I, I know I'm getting off task. I'm sorry, guys. That's the Eastern Conference. You have the three-headed horse, Sixers, Bucks, and Nets. 
it's going to come down to those three teams. And I honestly think whoever comes out of the East wins the title this year. In the Western Conference, oh my goodness, man, there's so much. It's the Wild West. The Western Conference has a lot of good, solid teams, but I believe that there's no real, like, legit contender. And that's why, that's what makes the Western Conference playoffs just so entertaining to watch. You have the Suns and Lakers, two versus seven. It's 3 2. Anthony Davis is literally made out of glass. Him and Embiid are just made out of glass. Jesus, like, hey, they can't go a damn game without falling and getting hurt. It's always something. And he's definitely going to play game six. We already know Anthony Davis is going to play game six. I'll give the Lakers game six. I Honestly, I don't even know if I'll give them game six because it all depends on how how Anthony Davis is. is Anthony, If Anthony Davis plays at least 70 or 80% up to what he's supposed to, the Lakers are going to be okay. They'll be just fine. Because again, when it comes to championship DNA, I don't care what people say about, oh my God, it was LaMickey, it was Disney, a Disney, all that stuff. We all know LeBron's a champion. Anthony Davis is a champion at the end of the day. They know what it takes to win. And I'm never going to bet against LeBron James in the playoffs. I will say that firm up my chest, and I apologize again. I, I'm freezing again on Twitch. I need to work on this connection. But I'm never betting against LeBron James in a playoff series. So that being said, logical me is coming out in this podcast. I got Lakers in seven just because I've seen this before. But again, I could see the Suns winning. And I'm not going to lie to you, that psychological factor beating a LeBron James-led team. you The Lakers, arguably, if if they had no injuries, they are, they are definitely a two-seed, three-seed, maybe even one-seed in this Western Conference. So the fact that you beat that in the first round, psychologically, that second series against either Portland or Denver, which is a great series, by the way. I think this series goes seven. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that series next. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think the Suns, if the Suns beat the Lakers, I have them in the NBA Finals. I do. They are they are just, it's just something about them. They play great defense. Chris Paul is such a great leader. And Devin Booker, De, I, now I do believe that Devin Booker needs to put his mark better in games. You can't be an all-star caliber player and not you got to be able to dominate night in and night out. And there's been times throughout this Lakers series that Devin Booker has not shown up. He showed up in game five, though. He scored the first 12 points. Or he scored, I believe, 12 points in the first quarter. That's how he's going to have to play if the Suns want to close this out against the Lakers because we already know that game five was an anomaly. Even though it was great Suns basketball, the Suns came out and really punched the Lakers in the mouth. They're gonna have to play. They're after. They're gonna have Devin Booker's gonna have to lead that way. That's the steps that I want to see Devin Booker take, from being just an All Star player to a Kobe level player, a elite legendary player. He's gonna have to impact the game in that regard that way. So that's that's the point that I'm trying to say. If Devin Booker plays like that in Game Five, man, it's it's a wrap. Game six, the Suns are closing it out because Chris Paul is going to show up. DeAndre Ayton's going to show up. 
It's just can Devin Booker give them 30? And I believe he can. But my logical my logic is coming out. You never bet against LeBron, especially in the first round. He's 14 and 0. And but this is the first time though he is down 3-2. I will say that. But this series has definitely caught my eye. And if I were to live stream a first round series, I'm probably gonna live stream game six. I might. I'll let you guys know though by tomorrow. Definitely. So we just have to wait and see what happens in that regard. But that being said, though, I the series has been good, though. It it really has. It's, the Western Conference is great. And speaking of, the best series by far, Portland and Denver. They've had two overtime games already. Game five last night was absolutely wild. Damian Lillard shot an NBA playoff record 12 made threes last night and he still lost I got game one vibes from when LeBron had 51 and J.R. Smith was just being an idiot George Hill missing a free throw man CJ McCullum how do you step out there oh my goodness for guys that that do not know that play it's in double overtime this man Damian Lillard tied the game in regulation tied the game in first overtime and then in the second overtime, he passed it to C.J. McCollum. He passed it to his teammates twice. Robert Covington missed a dunk, an easy dunk. He tried to specialize it, missed it. And then C.J. McCollum in the next possession stepped out of bounds before he made his drive. And Denver beat Portland 147-144 double overtime. It's crazy. This The teams are so... Now, that Jamal, now if Jamal Murray would have played, Portland loses in like, I believe five, honestly, because Denver's just a better overall team. But man, Damian Lillard, all that talk about Stephen Curry and stuff. I know Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. He is. But I'm not going to lie to you. You give Damian Lillard a Kevin Durant, a Clay Thompson. I honestly believe the Warriors are the exact same. If not, I honestly think they win more with Damian Lillard than Stephen Curry. No disrespect to Curry. I don't want to disrespect Curry here. There's no Curry disrespect. He led the Warriors very well this year, but they technically did not make the playoffs. Damian Lillard single-handedly leads his team day in and day out, and C.J. McCollum is nowhere near as good as Klay Thompson. And trust me, C.J. McCollum is a is a good player, but he has a lot of flaws, and and... Honestly, Portland needs to get rid of him. If you, I'm not even going to lie to you. The perfect fit for Damian Lillard would be like a Ben Simmons type of player. A guy that can create mismatches on the offensive end, make his teammates better, and also shut down the opponent's best player. Portland plays no defense. And Simmons would be a great fit with Lillard, I will say, but... Uh, that will never happen because Ben Simmons is playing his entire career with the Philadelphia 76ers, so I don't want to hear that. But if, if there was a team that I would love to see Ben Simmons on, it would be the Trailblazers. I would love to see him and Lillard play with each other. They would be great. C.J. McCollum is... He has his moments of being good game, of having great games, but he's so inconsistent, and you can't rely on him in a seven-game series. He either gets hurt, or something happens. And defensively, him and Lillard struggle defensively. Which is why this series is even a series at all. 
So, but Damian Lillard, big props to Lillard, man. He he's a beast. He's he's doing Stephen Curry like things, shooting from the logo. He just doesn't get enough respect. Like, why is Curry an MVP candidate and the Warriors are barely making the playoffs, but the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard posted the same numbers as Stephen Curry, 30 and 8. Portland was an 8 seed, and he wasn't even in the top 5 for MVP uh, candidacy. So it's just like, wow, concerning. So, And then the last series I need to talk about, Clippers, Mavericks. I honestly think the Mavericks going up 2-0 and honestly jumping to that 30-10 to start in Game 3. The fact that the Clippers really got punched in the mouth, but they responded. They do lack leadership, but in terms of talent, the Clippers probably are the most talented team in the Western Conference. So that being said, I think the Clippers win tonight, Game 5, and close out the Mavs in 6. So Luka getting hurt definitely does hurt. But Luka's coming. He's ready. He is here, guys. Luka has arrived. And... I just hope that he's healthy. He needs to work on his free throw shooting, though. But other than that, ah, man, Luka's going to be scary. The league is in so- Oh, my goodness. I'll talk about that when I do my live streams and stuff. But, man, the league is in such great hands. Tatum, Booker, Aiton, Simmons, Embiid. Goodness, man. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, man, there's just so many killers. Jokic is young. Gosh, like, there's so much that, uh I can go on and on, so, but this concludes today's podcast, this week's podcast, hope you guys enjoyed and had, and listened to some great discussion, first topic, I talked about the Sixers in game five, this topic I talked about around the league, my predictions, Clippers in six for the rest of the series, Clippers in six, I got the Nuggets in seven against National. I got the Portland Trailblazers in seven. I think Lillard shows up game seven, and they steal one. I got the, I man, Lakers-Suns. I got Lakers in seven. So it would be Lakers versus Nuggets in the second round. And then it would be Clippers versus, and then Jazz, they close out tonight. Clippers winning. Clippers winning six. So, Clippers, Jazz, it'll be Lakers, Nuggets. That's what I'm thinking. But no, I, I'm not going to lie to you, though. The Suns, they're here. They have arrived, and they are ready. I'm so close to saying Suns and six, and I want to say Suns and six. But I can't bet against LeBron James in the playoffs. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out swinging. That's how I, that's how I am. I, I need to be proven otherwise. And based off of what I've seen, the Lakers with LeBron James, he's going to show up. He always does. So that's my Western Conference. Eastern Conference, you got Nets, Bucks already set, and you got Sixers, Hawks. That's what I believe. So tune in next week, Wednesday at 2.30 on twitch.tv at swoop underscore RD underscore. That's my Twitch account. And also check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Just search Swoop Radio, and I pop right up. Hope you guys have a wonderful night, guys. Stay safe. Hopefully the Sixers get a dub tonight. So that way everyone can just relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Stay safe, everyone. This is Josh signing off.